Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Dude, we got a Twitter account? Yeah, we do. What is it, what is it again? Oh, man, I knew you were going to do that. Uh, sober, uh, at Sober Coffee Pot. Okay. Sober.coffee pot, I All think right. it is. And, and what happens on Twitterville? Or is that what they call it? I don't even know. Um, you know what? We, we have... Uh, we have a handful of followers. You're you're putting me on you're putting me on the spot now. Let me see. We we have our logo up. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, some followers. Okay. We're at what? we're at sober coffee pod. Uh, at at sober coffee pod. Sober coffee pod. Right. Very cool. So and we're what, on, what kind of what kind of stuff do you share out there? Well, just uh, you know show episodes. Hmm. So if we got a new drop or something like yeah, that, every you week, kind of drop every that? Every week we, we, we drop it on there just to let folks know to follow us. And then there's another one called At Stay Sober Today. At Stay Sober Today. I like that. Right? So we do a lot of uh, AA type of uh, just thoughts and life and what's happening in life, sober life and whatnot. And then on this thing called Instagram. Ooh, that's new. Yeah, Instagram. I've it's just just started. Yeah, Instagram. right. Right. Are we the God, first? We are, are we so, the first member? We are so bad. Um, we are uh, sober dot coffee podcast. Okay. So, and we've got a we got some followers on there. We got we drop we drop some graphics in there because that's just pictures, right? We have a hundred. We we have posted a hundred and eighty times. Whoa, we're a poster. So. Glenn, kudos to you for taking care of our social media. Uh, don't blame it on me because uh, now, because now everybody goes, "No, I suck." No, but, no, that's all good. And then, uh, and yeah, we no, try. Yeah, it, it was funny. We were uh, we were bantering back and forth, and and we like looking at new authors, new new personalities that are coming out, and see if they would be of value to have coffee with. <laughs> Doesn't that sound terrible? Are you worthy? I know. Like, come on, this show, you know. But uh, anyway. We, we reached out to these authors, and they got, like, I don't know, press teams, or what do they call them? Public media teams. Media teams. And I go, Glenn, why don't we have a media team? He goes, shut up and go, go back to work. Go make some more coffee. Go make man. some more coffee. So, anyway, let's get down to the business of helping one another stay sober. What do we got today, my friend? Well, let me just jump in. You know, just as uh, I'm, I'm flipping around, drinking my coffee, and, of course, I lost it now. Um but, you know, so I lost it, but it really just hit me, and I just want to share it. You know, I, I saw something on Instagram that said, nobody ever fakes depression. Hmm. Hmm. They fake that they're okay. And I think that was that just really hit me, man, because, you know, as we work with a lot of people, I have never heard anybody say, oh, man, you know what? I'm really depressed today. I'm just having a really bad day. I'm really depressed. Nobody fakes that. But, you know, they, but but I talk to people and I'm like, hey, how's your day? Hey, I'm doing okay, you know. And and then I find out afterwards they're really not okay, you know. Or I extend the conversation beyond the you know headline of hey, everything's good. I'm doing great. I mean, for years I was drunk out of my mind, losing everything. I'm like, hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, come on. So no, I, I love that. You know what? As a matter of fact, let, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that. Um, Nobody ever fakes depression. They fake being okay. I, I was the king of fake. 
Uh, Dude, I was I was absolutely the king of fake for most of my life. Uh, you know, I have a small stature, so I was the last guy picked on the on the lot. So, um, but I'd have to go home and fake it, that I had a good time that I was the last kid picked on the lot, right? I mean, how how was your day today, Michael? Oh, it was great, mom. You know, yeah, I got picked last again. You know. <laughs> Right, you know, right. I, I, I that it happened again. It's a tough way to live. It's, man, it's you know. a tough way to live, and I'm not boohooing myself. Look, but but guess what? I did boohoo myself, and and but I think that you brought up something interesting, um, and that is that there is situational uh, emotional depression. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. grandma died. Okay, right. That that's bad stuff right there. You know, that's really bad stuff, and I'm going to get depressed about that. Well, I'm going to get sad about it. Am I going to get depressed? So I think I, I want to unpack what you said. Are you talking about situational depression or are you talking about clinical depression? <clears throat> well, I, I guess I'm talking about both. Um, you know, what, what I have found for myself is situational depression, mm-hmm. I look at as the first wheel. Mm-hmm. I look at, hey, sometimes I'm on the top in the first wheel and things are going great. Sometimes I'm on the bottom. For example, th- this past week, mm-hmm. uh, I experienced a lot of situational depression. So last, and just to let everyone know, we're, we're sitting here on, on, on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. right? So this past week, last Saturday and Sunday, I was probably at the highest point of the first wheel that I have, have uh, probably ever been in my life. I had two days where things just really, you know, I turned the tapestry over and I was able to see everything that was going on good in my life and, and the promises and all that stuff. So you were I mean, stuck at the top. It was I amazing. Mean, they, they I, just, I, I was not only at the top, yeah. but I stood up yeah. and then I stood on top of people to get even higher. Okay. I mean, it was just it was just great. Right. And then Monday, Tuesday, I was at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, Wednesday, I was stuck in the middle. Thursday, I was at the bottom. Yesterday, I was at the bottom in the morning, dug a hole deeper in the bottom, and then all of a sudden around noon, I started to, you know, and I ended the day at the top again, right? right? So so I look at situational depression as that, as life. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff happens in life. It's a shitty world sometimes. You just got to deal with it, and, and we use the term, you know, suffer better. Mm-hmm. When I'm at the bottom of the first wheel and people are looking at me wanting to get on and there's trash down there and I'm smelling the fumes of the engine... You know, I just learned to hang on because I know that first wheel is going to move, mm-hmm. right? And and it, every single time, it has proved itself for the last seven years, that first wheel moves. Mm-hmm. And I get through that situational depression. And and I use the word depression. It probably isn't that, but that's how I feel. Yeah, and, I, probably, whatever, mis- I right? probably miscoined it as well. Right. But, but I guess my, my point is that there's – I'd like to spend a couple of minutes. We're not doctors. We're not PhDs. We're not MDs. We're not DDSs. I'm not even an MP, um, but but what I know... LMNOP. LMNOP. But what I do know is that there is clinical depression. That's a different story. It's a different story, and I think I, I'd like to talk about it for a second because... So that's medical... That's right. Brain chemistry. Some kind of brain chemistry. Right. Again, well beyond my pay grade. Here's what I know. Sitting in the seat. So I don't know anything about treating it properly, right? That's what doctors, professionals mm-hmm. do. But I'm going to tell you my story from sitting in the seat. I remember... Um, I was on the, very clearly, it was 2015, but it was like yesterday. I was sitting on my back porch and I was sitting there almost comatose, zombie-esque. And my sister was 
I love her to death. She's always been there for my side through my, you know, through the joys, the sorrows and, and challenges and, and triumphs. She's sitting there. And it was the first time that I said, you don't understand. It's not, I was coming off a bad episode of drinking. I said, you don't understand. It's not the drinking. Something is wrong with me. Right. And for the first time, somebody looked at me in my eye and said, I get it. I understand. I understand what you're saying. And that was a big turning point for me. Now, it took me five more, four more, three more years to get into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> because what I, what I do know is that I went to the doctor. What I do know is that I got on the right chemical uh, uh, prescriptions uh, to kind of balance me out. What I do know is that I drank on those. What I do know is that it didn't work <laughs> right. because I was drinking, right. right? But I guess my point is, I guess my point, Glenn, and I'm so glad you brought that up, is because I, I feel that right now in America, there are a lot of people that are sitting on their back deck going, it's not the drinking, dude. You don't understand. Something is not right inside me. I don't feel happy. I don't feel content. I don't feel joyous and free. I'm feeling like crap. You don't understand. And I just want to shout out that I, I get it. Um, and all I want to share right now, and then I'm going to shut up and let it give it back to you. But what I want to share is I took the step with my sister's help to go get help. With my sister's help, I went and got help. I went and met with the right doctor. And then ultimately it was that doctor that planted the seeds of sobriety in my head. It took a couple of years to get there, but I got there because I didn't, I, I knew, I was assured by them that there was relief for my pain. Does that make sense? Totally. So <clears throat> we're totally off topic here. I yeah. forget what we were going to talk about, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're, we're talking about this and it just kind of caught my eye and sometimes things happen that way. Right. Right. That, that's how purpose works. And so there were times in my life, um, you know, and again, I, we are not medical professionals. All I am going to do is share my story just like you shared your story, you know. Um, <clears throat> there were, you know, and, and, and I'm not criticizing anybody or anything, mm -hmm. okay? I'm just going to share my experience mm -hmm. and my strength and my hope. So my experience is when I was in the throes of my alcoholism and drinking, I went to a lot of doctors, I started in 2003, my first therapist, I told him I drank a bottle of booze a day and he took his hands and kind of circled his hands together and said, you know, he goes, I just think, I think you're using that as a, so a social lubricant. Meanwhile, I'm one of the most social guys around. And he's like, you know, I really don't think you have a problem. You're just using that as a, so and I'm like, you're an idiot. Cause I have a drinking problem. I, I knew it. And he's trying you're to tell him. Yeah. Usually he's trying to convince me around. I don't have a right, drinking problem. Right. Right. <clears throat> so I probably have seen upwards of 20 docs, mm -hmm. you know, over 10 year period of time. And, and, and I was looking for the, the quick fix. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to go to AA and work all those steps and I didn't want to persevere and suffer better and all that stuff. I wanted instant relief uh, from whatever was going on in my mind. So I worked with all these docs. I took all their personality tests, all their tests. You know, I even sat in front of a panel of uh, PhDs. <clears throat> you had a major hospital in Chicagoland area. And they're like, we're going to figure out why you drink and we're going to get you to stop drinking, right? And, and so here are some of the words mm -hmm. that 
that I have been diagnosed with, mm -hmm. okay? Um, major depressive disorder, mm -hmm. uh, GAD, which is like general anxiety disorder. I had that on my toe once. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah. Did you have it taken off? Yeah, it's yeah. better now. Um, bipolar. Okay. Um, one doctor even used the S word with me, oh. right, that I had mild schizophrenia. Okay. Okay. Um, and and what I would what, when I went into these doctors, I would tell them, you know, how I described myself. I said I just don't have a passion for life anymore. Right. Right. I, right. I, and and I can remember this is my my favorite term because it's all, the only way I could describe it is I said I was pleasure deaf. Hmm. Like I didn't. I love golfing. I didn't want to go golfing anymore. I didn't get anything out of golfing. There were shows on TV I loved to watch. I didn't even want to watch them anymore. Right. I you lost know, interest in everything. I, I lost interest in everything. I loved having sex, and I didn't want to have sex anymore. You know? And, and I just... Everything. You know, it, 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 it was really, really crazy. <clears throat> so they started throwing meds. Mm-hmm. You know, and I took some of the biggest, best meds out there, and they did absolutely nothing for me. Mm -hmm. And I'd go back to the doctor. I'm like, okay, three months. I took, you know... Mm -hmm. I mean, I took... The biggest one I took was Seroquel, and I took 1,200 milligrams a day. Mm. And and if I took 25 milligrams today, it would put me out mm -hmm. for 15 hours. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't move for 15 wow. hours. You know, that's just – but, you know, and, and they had me on then this drug to counteract those side effects and then this drug to counteract those two side effects. Right. I mean, I was taking 11 meds in 2010, right. and I was – I didn't know what or who or where I was. Right. I mean, and that's what going to the doctors and all these diagnoses, and now we're going to fix that, right? right. What I have found <clears throat> in getting sober and having a year of sobriety, and that first year was very hard. Sure. I'm not going to bullshit you. That was a hard year, you know, because I had to face stuff without my tools. And I faced a lot of stuff because I had created a lot of crap, so a lot of crap was coming my way that I had to deal with, but I dealt with it sober, but I had help, right? I was yeah. starting to get tools in my toolbox to help. My sponsor really helped me. And what I found is over a period of time, all of those diagnoses went away. Now, what I found was I'm not, I don't have major depression. I don't have GAD. I don't have schizophrenia. I don't have bipolar I don't have mania and hypo. Well, I am, I am hypomatic once in a while. But, you know, what I am, I'm weird. Mm. You know, when I'm sober, I'm just a weird guy. I'm kind of a quirky guy. But I'm not all of those things. Right. And, and, you know, I, I, I see, and, and I don't judge people in sobriety, and, and I let them do their own game. I don't jump in. If I sponsor somebody, I'll jump in and kind of just challenge them a little bit and share some thoughts. Right. But... You know, first of all, I wasn't really honest with my doctors. You know, I wasn't telling them how much I was That's really right. drinking. And Never do. I, mean, I was right. drinking with the pills just like you mm -hmm. were. And, you know, so, I mean, who knows, right? But at the end of the day, I was none of those diagnoses, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and, and what I was and what I am is an alcoholic that shouldn't be drinking. So, so let's, let's talk about where we're at now. Let's talk about where we're at because we both – it sounds to me like you could have been sitting in that on my back deck with me, right? I probably should have been. Probably should have been. But look, look at us now, and and I think that you know the big the big difference is we're not consuming, we're not putting poison in our body, i.e., alcohol and drugs, mm -hmm. right? right? Right. Okay. Now that has 
And those pharmaceutical right. prescription drugs mm-hmm. were just as much poison right. as the illegal drugs. Right. And just as much poison to me, for me, right. I know some people use them and they really need them. I get that. Right. All I'm saying is, is in my case, I'm glad. In your case. I'm glad I went without any drugs mm-hmm. for a period of time because I found out that that was not my issue. But you were under doctor guides. Yeah, I was. I went, when I went into rehab in 2010, I said, I'm leaving here on no meds. These meds are killing me. And, so, they, and they were. And so, so, like, they didn't say, okay, today is Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll, we'll just go no, ahead and we, stop these. No, we had to, tie, had to, we had to titrate. The word is titrate. We okay. had to titrate them down. And I actually left because yeah. I was on major doses of major meds. Mm-hmm. And there was one or two that I left, and I, I still had to take for another 30 or 60 mm-hmm. days just because they would have, you know, I was I was – Coming off some, and I was get, getting electrical impulses down right. my arms, right. like somebody was sticking my finger right. in a socket. Sure. So sure. I mean, we were doing too much at once, and but yeah, I mean, okay. it was so un- tight. Under, under, whatever under, whatever titrate is, I recommend <laughs> titrating. Whatever it is, it that, sounds good. Right? That's what I'm recommending. Yeah, I'm not He's making winding light of it. down. Yeah, wind, no d- cold wind down on that. Look, I, I I don't think the whole point of this was to become a medical uh, um, advocates one way or another. My point is that. If if you're struggling, what the one thing I've learned is that it, the alcohol was absolutely destroying my ability to understand what was really going on inside me. So give it a try. I guess what I'm saying, give sobriety a try, and and then you can work on the other. Maybe you end up like Glenn, where you're not taking meds. Maybe you end up like Mike, where you're still on some meds. Um, it, it whatever you need to do, but we know that drinking bad, <laughs> non-drinking good as it relates to, you know, clinical depression. So the the one thing that I would say is yeah. the, the one piece of um, advice or, or, or one tool that I used mm-hmm. that was extremely effective mm-hmm. was I became honest. Okay. I became honest with my doctors and I would tell my doctor, doc, and, and in the immediate term, I paid the price because mm-hmm. I didn't get the comfy meds anymore, right? Right, right? I didn't get the Xanax and I didn't get that, that, sure. that stuff. That, but I, I was honest with my doc. Doc, mm-hmm. I'm an alcoholic. I drink a big handle a day. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm sober for six months, nine months, wh- whatever it was. I mean, even today, when I go to a doctor today, I tell the doctor right out. One of the first things I do when I meet him, I say, hey, just give you a heads up. I'm an alcoholic major alcoholic i haven't drank in seven years and i work very hard every day so i don't take that next drink Mm -hmm. i said i need your help i need you on my team beautiful secondly is Mm -hmm. whenever i go to the doctor i tell my sponsor Mm -hmm. and i let my sponsor know what's going on fully transparent fully honest with them and then thirdly if i have any meds like i got shoulder surgery coming up and Mm -hmm. i'm you know i know i'm gonna have meds my wife will manage those meds Mm -hmm. for me and I think if you do that and everybody is aware and everybody knows, mm-hmm. then I think what whatever the doctor says in, with your with your team mm-hmm. and with full accountability and full honesty and full integrity, then I think go for it. Okay. And, I'll, and I agree with you. Uh, mine are a little mixed up, but the same, on the same point, I think, first of all, go, get, go see a doctor. Uh, find a doctor that you're comfortable with that's really on your team. I love that. Somebody on your team. Uh, That's really what they should be. Doctors aren't set up that way. Doctors treat them like like they're God. Right. And we're lucky. Right. right? No, 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 no. This is my life. Right. You know, I'm building my team. Right. You're lucky to be on my team. Right. Right. You you need to qualify to be on my team. Am I on your team, Glenn? Absolutely. You're on my team. Beautiful. Guys. Doctor of coffee.
Yeah, this was great. Thank you so much, Glenn. I, I'm glad we went off topic because it's important. I hope we, I hope there were some points out there that that helped. But uh, tirate, that, that's the one I learned today. Titrate. Titrate, either way. That's irate. No, <laughs> titrate. No, but you know what, folks? Hey, um, sometimes, you know, and in, in we get uh, our email is podcast at sober.coffee. And we get emails from folks who don't know where else to turn. Right. You know, we are anonymous. Any email we get, we will remain anonymous. It's between us. Feel free. If you feel like you don't have a place to turn, reach out to us. There's hotlines, there's resources on our website. Yeah, on the website, definitely. Yep. There's definite resources. Also, if you look in the links, in the show links section, there's a uh, a pamphlet put out by Alcoholics Anonymous that, cause, that talks about prescription drugs and alcoholism. Check it out. It's a good pamphlet. Amen, man. That's Hi, great. Man. All right, Thanks brother. so much. Thanks for jumping in for coffee. Hi, man. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.